You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to the site now and get what you need. We're looking at the franchise tag candidates as well as uh, ranking the free agents that you can check out as well as my big board updated. We'll have it updated again with the Combine just around the corner starting next Tuesday. So a lot of stuff to happen with the NFL Draft. We have my pre-Combine rankings that we're looking at across the skill positions. We've looked at the quarterbacks. We've looked at the running backs. That brings us up to wide receivers. So we'll uh, do a little bit deeper dive with the tight ends. A lot of good tight ends actually out there that uh, I've talked to a few people about. So Good stuff there. Tight end you, George Kittle, a lot of guys on their radar here coming into the league. So that position should be replenished as well. But the wide receivers look pretty good as well. I've got 13 guys ranked in my top 100 there. So really good prospects that are coming into this league. Some with different concerns, some with different skill sets that we're going to break down. Some will be ready to contribute right away and give us some numbers like we saw to a good degree with Jalen Waddle, some degree with Devonta Smith, and a huge degree with uh, Jamar Chase there, winning a lot of leagues as a wide receiver one last year. So we cannot discount the rookie wide receivers. They can have a big impact in this game, and it really comes down to two things, their talent level, their readiness for the NFL, and then the third thing you throw into that is a good team fit there that will make their way to produce a lot easier and faster here in the NFL. So before we dive into that, thanks a lot for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We are free and available for you on all platforms. All right, let's uh, dive into my wide receiver rankings. All we'll do it is we'll take four in our first segment, our second four in our second segment. And guess what? We'll do our third four in our third five, I should say, as we go to 13. We have a baker's dozen of wide receivers here to break down for you. So let's start with my top wide receiver. I don't care that he has a knee injury and a concern here. He's going to be good to go when it comes down to it for the NFL. 6'2", 189 pounds. That is Jamison Williams of Alabama. Shocking that we're going with another Alabama receiver. Last year we had Devonta Smith and Joe Waddle. It hasn't worked out so well for Henry Ruggs III and Jerry Judy for different reasons. Ruggs is probably not going to be playing any professional football anytime soon, unfortunately with him. Jerry Judy has been a bit of a disappointment here early. Part of it is the quarterback uh, play in Denver. But you have to say that Devonta Smith is on a good trajectory there, working with Jalen Hurts for now. And then Tua Tagvola and Jalen Waddle, that uh, combination reuniting there in Miami. So Jameson Williams is the next guy in line. We have another guy we'll talk about as well. So Yet another pair of Alabama receivers going into the NFL in this explosive offense. Guys that played with Mac Jones and Tua here. So let's look at Jameson Williams here. He's just a very good all-around receiver, but he's just a big playmaker. 6'2", 189. He looks like the classic X or Z that you line up on the outside. 
making the big plays, can finish in the red zone, has great size for that. He's just a dynamic skill set player. So he's got the injury. He's sorting through that. That's going to concern some teams, but again, the upside is just too great here. James Williams, uh, the medicals are going to be important to the combine and pro day and uh, as uh, evaluators look at that. But I really like Williams and just burner, trust him for the big plays. So he's a little bit of a hybrid of what you got in Waddle, who is the big play guy, versatile inside-outside versus Smith, I think more of a dedicated outside receiver in the end. But Williams can also serve as a big slot here for you at 6'2", 189. So there's nothing that Williams can't do in his repertoire here. And the big playability, and we saw how quickly Jamar Chase and his impact manifest in the league. So Williams checks out and the injury is okay. He's going to have some big plays made immediately in the NFL. So very looking forward to seeing where he lands up. Now we have a lot of teams in the first round that can look at him. You look at the Raiders, who had that situation rugs. They need to replace him, get a second uh, dedicated outside receiver to complement Hunter Renfro in the slot. So they would be a team. The Saints, we're not sure about Michael Thomas's future. They can't just go in with Marcus Callaway, their wide receiver. The Browns, an excellent candidate now, especially with Noah Dell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry now barking and wanting out of Cleveland. So those are the three, three most primo teams looking for wide receivers early in the draft. And, uh, we have uh, three guys here that I uh, have going in the first round that I feel really good about, but a lot of good value across the board. Now, I've settled on Garrett Wilson ahead of Chris Olave here as the Ohio State guy. It's pretty close here. I mean, these guys are two very dynamic players. So we have an Alabama duo that's coming up, and we'll talk about Williams' partner going to the NFL, also coming off injury. Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, what a good uh, dynamic duo they were for it's first Justin Fields, then last year, looking at uh, the transition, they were still very effective there. So let's look at it. Uh, Garrett Wilson, what you get in him, 6'0", 188 pounds, smart, quick, route-running hands. He's a very good after-the-catch receiver. So he has a lot of good qualities here. I think he's a good number two, very complimentary to receiver. So I think he can actually fit as a Y if you want him in the slot or as a Z, where I think Williams is more of an X profile, but Wilson can still be very effective. We know teams are not settling for one receiver outside or two receivers outside. They also want to have that slot difference maker, and Wilson gives you some of that versatility, but just a very intelligent route runner, going to come in polished right away. So you look at it in another situation that needs maybe a number two receiver. You look at Green Bay. You look at Kansas City there. you got Devontae Adams, on, likely on the franchise tag this year. You have... Uh, Tyreek Hill, but needs some help along with Travis Kelsey with a bonafide second receiver there for this team. So Garrett Wilson would be a good fit in any of those situations, that complimentary third target. Established why Williams, I think, can develop into the main man the way that Jamar Chase is, is the co-number one there with T. Higgins in Cincinnati. So the next guy on my list is the next Ohio State receiver. It's Chris Olave. He's more of a burner, 6'1 to 189. So a lot of good size, similar size frames from these uh, wide receivers at the top. This is usually the profile of the wide receivers who do the best in the NFL. Great speed, quickness, burst for Chris Olave here. So again, these three guys, I think I'm going to watch them carefully. They can end up in good spots. We mentioned the Raiders and Browns and Saints as being some teams, the Chiefs and Packers on the periphery. But don't forget about teams like the Titans there that uh, need that bonafide number two with uh, Julio Jones kind of fading and being hurt here. You got uh, A.J. Brown. So 
All kinds of teams could use wide receiver help. I don't think you can have enough in the NFL. We saw that with the Bengals last year. Looked like they were in good shape with Higgins and Boyd, but they needed that one more receiver to create matchup problems. And that's what the, their pro personnel director, Duke Tobin, told me when I talked to him at the Super Bowl that they're looking for just uh, someone who can create matchup problems. And that's what all these general managers are generally looking for. So... Olave can do that as well. So these three guys are difference makers. You put them in an offense, I think there's going to be an immediate impact. And we saw that with all the first-round receivers last year. It certainly was in effect. I think if Smith and Waddle were in a little bit more consistent quarterback situations and more dynamic passing games, that would have equaled what Chase inherited there with Joe Burrow and going back there, we'd see it. But we've also seen Justin Jefferson go off the year before. So rookie wide receivers... There was a stretch where the first-rounders were a bit busty, but these guys are not that set. So those are the top three on my board here. And don't forget my fourth option. And this is a guy that I can't wait to see do a few more things at the Combine. If he sits at the Combine, then at his pro day. But look at the size for Traylon Burks of Arkansas. Felipe Franks was his quarterback. 6'3", 225. I think this could be another Devontae Adams in the mix. He's got great size, great hands here. He's good at engulfing smaller corners here. And he's got sneaky speed. So that kind of profiles the way Devontae Adams is. So Green Bay, would they be interested in Adams clone? I think he has nice size as well for uh, Kansas City. There to complement Tyreek Hill. So this guy could end up in a terrific offense here as the fourth wide receiver over the board. I'm not sure that's going to happen right now. Burks could be just that impressive in the pre-draft process where he's going to run up the boards here so but I like Burks because he's instant big play guy that can score some touchdowns a little bit of Mike Williams in him I'll say as well Mike Williams uh breaking out for the Chargers there with the Justin Herbert situation so Burks again a guy I'm excited about and I think this guy could absolutely fly if he gets a chance with a 40 yard dash here and really just build on that because if his speed is even faster than advertised watch out the three guys ahead of him, Williams, Olave, and Wilson. Burks is going to give their run for their money as the top wide receiver off the board. So I'm really excited about this class. I love when there's good wide receiver depth, and we know how impactful they are here in the first round. And again, you cannot fault the Bengals for choosing Jamar Chase over Pinay Sewell there in last year's draft. I know the pass protection issues were there, but when the wide receivers are this special, you go after them. So... Quarterback, there's some questions about that class. Running back, you're not going to see any action until probably the second round. But wide receiver is going to be hot here in the first. And a conservative estimate right now is that these guys at least will be the four first-round picks. But wait, there's more. And we'll get into the rest of my wide receiver rankings. We'll tackle 5 through 8 and 9 through 13 in our final two segments. Football is over for the season, but basketball isn't full steam for both pro and college hoops. We know what's coming up. NBA All-Star Game is over for pro. we got the March tournament coming up for the NCAA in college. So a lot of excitement still to get in on here this uh, late winter going into spring. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for other sports scores, podcasts, and news this season, whatever season it is. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, as well as international sports coverage and information. Head to the website today 
or use their mobile device to learn more about the trends and action only at betonline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, we'll dive into our next wave of wide receivers, including uh, another big guy and another speedster that I'm excited about here in my top six overall. I will tell you, uh, to add to the fun here, uh, we are there for you on YouTube as well. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first one for day. And make sure you're also checking out and watching Locked On NFL, Locked On Experts, covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's uh, break down here the... Uh, other receivers that I have ranked here. So we'll go to Drake London. Yes, not to be confused with Drake Jackson. is a edge player, teammate from USC. 6'5", 210 pounds. This guy is kind of like Mike Evans. Big catch radius, great hands, good quickness. Big play red zone threat. Does sound a little bit like Mike Evans, doesn't it? So we know Mike Evans blew the doors off his Texas A&M Pro Day. So Drake London has a chance here with USC. Probably wishes he had a little bit of influence of Lincoln Riley before he left, but that's how good this kid is. So Drake London, 6'5", 210, big target. I don't think he's as fast, as dominant as Mike Evans, but certainly appeal where he's a backdoor first-round candidate to join those four guys I talked about in our first segment, uh, Williams, Wilson, Olave, and Burks. So, yeah, Drake London, just sneaky guy that some people have a little bit higher some people have a little bit lower i think i just put him right in the middle there a late first round value that i have on him so six five two ten for drake london and again instant red zone kind of karma there where that's going to help you score uh their points pretty easily get the cheap six points and being that type of receiver again could fit well green bay or kansas city those are two teams that I'm very excited about potential if they can add another wide receiver to their mix with presumably Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes on both sides. Not far behind him, I have Jahan Dotson, a smaller receiver, 5'11", 184. Get your stopwatches ready here for combine and pro day. He could end up with the fastest 40 times. So it could be between him and Traylon Burks, who has the fastest speed here. We know that uh, Jameson Williams is not going to be running. Vertical threat is what you get from Dotson here. They've had some pretty good quarterbacks there. Has some quickness as well to make plays after the catch. So a little bit of waddle in him. If you look at the size, there's that potential. Just a burner there overall. So, again, a good complementary speed target. He could also fit well opposite uh, Adams with the Packers having Marquez Valdez-Scantling in free agency. number of places he can be very successful. And if Michael Thomas returns, he could be a good fit with the Saints here. We mentioned the Titans maybe needing that type of player to complement A.J. Brown as the number one. So those are some more of the teams. I think there's quite a few teams here that need to think about wide receiver late here. So also surprise me if the Lions went that direction. They have uh, their established guy, Amon Ross St. Brown. Maybe they table quarterback here and look at uh, a wide receiver late in the first round and uh, take a flyer to bridge quarterback here. And uh, just take it knowing that they are probably not going to be contending this year and wait till next year's class gives them a few more options, including Bryce Young. So I could definitely see that with the Lions there if they want to go that direction to get their wide receiver core intact. Remember, they had Panay Sewell in last year's draft. So they're going to build some things maybe around the quarterback there. Detroit would not surprise me at all here. And uh, another team that you can look at, um, maybe not in the first round, but 
The Bears, they'd have to trade back in because they lost their first rounder in the Justin Fields trade last year. So maybe late uh, first they come back in there and trade into that round or wait until the second round. But Jahan Dotson, for sure, he would be a really good compliment there to Darnell Mooney with Allen Robinson being a free agent, 5'11", 184. And don't be totally sold that the Bucks are going to bring back Chris Godwin coming off the ACL and the knee injury. And the Rams also, if they get to the second round here, they don't have a lot of draft capital here. They could try to say, we need Dotson if they're worried about Robert Woods' ACL and it cannot bring back Odell Beckham Jr. with their salary cap woes. So those are the two that I'm looking at there that really stand out to me. Now, two other guys that I have to mention here in my top eight here on my list of the top wide receivers according to me and according to my analysis these things are subject to change as well as we get more information after the combine john mechie the third from alabama 60185 seems like we're in the range with all these guys so another speedy guy he's also slowed down a little bit so a little bit of rugs in him a little bit of waddle strictly on the field speaking with these guys so these are two Good kids with he good heads on their shoulders, Williams and Mechie. I talked to Bryce Young briefly. He was just proud to have these veterans that really helped him. And he credited just having these experienced guys who worked with uh, Tua Tagovailoa and Mac Jones and then making that transition to Young. So these guys have played with a lot of quarterbacks. They've calmed all those quarterbacks. Remember Jones and Young were first-year starters there taking over. So Mechie's a little bit more technically sound than Jameis Williams, maybe not as dynamic, and I think he has a little bit more slot potential. So... 60195 for John Mechie. Three, if he lands in a good spot, he can definitely be productive. The last wide receiver I'll talk about in this segment before uh, we take a break for our final segment is David Bell of Purdue. This guy, there's been some comparison to Rondo Moore, but you can't really do that because he's 62205 from the same program. Physical receiver, good speed, strength there. Burst after catch, using his body well to uh, get open and uh, use his hands well to make catches here. So David Bell is intriguing as an extra weapon on some of these teams as well. I have him in the 50s here in my overall rankings. But yeah, David Bell, I'm, I'm intrigued to see if he can put it all together here in the NFL because I think he had some un untapped potential there in the Boilermakers program. All right, so there's a breakdown of my next four. We'll go in our final segment looking at my final five wide receivers on the board and break those down for you. And there's going to be more than that drafted, but these are just looking at the top 13, which are most likely to have fantasy football impact sooner rather than later here for you. It is this time of year where you've pretty much given up on your New Year's resolutions. Uh, I'm with you right there, but this year I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right. Thanks to Bilt Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? You've got to. If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Bilt Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're just like a delicious protein bar. They're a treat for you, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Yeah, 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony, churro. Coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, they're all so good. These are going to be in your favorites, and all the Bilt Bars are delicious, so you can't go wrong. They're covered in 1% real chocolate, including the Puffs. Low-calorie, high-protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar has anywhere to 200 to 300 calories. Bilt Bar, just check out the macros on them. 130 calories in most bars, 4 grams sugar, only 4 grams net carbs, and 70 grams of protein. 
They have so many great flavors as well. We just mentioned a couple for their puffs, but mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and don't forget about white chocolate cookies and cream just for this month. They're all delicious, and all these flavors are waiting for you and coming out all the time. They'll always uh, figure out a way to make a protein bar that tastes great and is good for you. All you have to do is uh, go to builtbar.com, I should say. Use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your off your first and next offer. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. doesn't matter if you bought them before. Get back in on them at Built Bar. Find them at built.com. All right, time to close the show looking at our uh, final wide receivers there that have made my rankings in the top 100 overall prospects here. So a lot of good talent here. When you look at top 100, uh, just getting into the end of the third round when you include supplemental picks. So these are all first to third round picks right now that I have. The next guy on the list, and this guy, if he can stay healthy, watch out. George Pickens of Georgia, 6'3", 200. We saw him make one big play against Alabama. He's got to stay healthy here. The intangibles are there. I think that little play helped him against Alabama. It was a big play, but side seat speed prospect. Very intriguing to me and uh, some guy that is going to be on our radar for sure. Then we look, uh, go down as our next guy. This is a sleeper that I really like. I'm circling him. Another guy that can fly, Jahan Dotson, Traylon Burks. Line him up with them as well because he could win the 40 battle. Wandale Robinson of Kentucky. Just flat out fly. Big play. Quickness in the open field. A little bit of waddle in him as well. So love those little guys that are just under six foot. Quickness, speed, all that. Uh, so Wando Robinson, one of my favorite sleepers and a guy that could really boost the stock there from where I have him 67 overall. Now the next guy I look at is uh, Jalen Tolbert of South Alabama. He's got a pretty good skill set as well. Size, speed, 6'3", 190. So another outside option. So some good outside options here late in the draft if you're looking for that complimentary number two as a Z here. A lot of teams can look at that. So if you're number two receiver and what we talk about in fantasy football, being in the top three of options because that's how it goes now. It's not just the two receivers. It's the two receivers, maybe the third one in the slot that's versatile, can line up everywhere, or tight end. And that's what we look at here at that position. Khalil Shakir is my next guy. He's from Boise State, 6'0", 190. It's very interesting how all these guys are similar size. Smooth route runner with good hands who can be prolific. Working the short to intermediate routes. So yeah, he's a bit of a possession receiver, but he can fit in the right place. He's a little bit of Jarvis Landry in him, I look at. Uh, just reliable, get him in the middle of the field. So more of a PPR type player that we would look at if he lands in the right spot. So Khalil Shakir, the guy that we're looking at there with uh, some uh, Swiss Army Knife skill set. Justin Ross is a guy that I thought was going to have a big, big time at Clemson, but the injury struck there with Trevor Lawrence, 6'4", 205, good frame. We know what T. Higgins has done in the NFL coming from the same system. Physical, technical, route runner, very good. T. Higgins is very similar. And again, the injury is a concern here. He's got to get his speed and quickness back. Uh, he missed some time here. Maybe that'll help him get refreshed here, but... He's right now, I think, more of a possession target. I think he was a bit of a home run stretch before. So a little bit of Higgins in him for sure, coming from the same system. Higgins with great size. I think Higgins was a better overall prospect, but Ross definitely has some appeal here. So there you have it. There's a look at my top 13 wide receivers in the 2022 NFL draft. Again, this will change probably as we get closer, and we'll look. We'll do a lot of mock draft and a big board analysis as we get closer to the draft because the draft is important. 
we know we're scouting out next year's fantasy football stars now, and we know that it uh, paid off big time with our advanced scouting approach to 2021. So we wanted to keep doing it here, bring it to you, and we were all about Jamar Chase. We banged the table for him as being worthy. Forget about all the drops in the preseason. So we're excited here about what this wide receiver class can do. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Again, that means we'll close uh, looking at our draft ranking series with our tight end, so we'll do that. So that'll be on Thursday's show, and a lot of good tight ends to actually talk about this draft, so I'm excited about that. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Speaking of the draft, Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Chris, that's Eric Crocker, former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker, bring the NFL Draft to you every day with inside analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices just like we do here. It's free and available where you get your podcast just like Locked On Fantasy Football. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Mini Iyer. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll catch up with you as we break down the tight ends of the 2022 NFL Draft.